Hey there, podcast listeners. Before we get to today's topic, I just wanted to let my beautiful wife, Tracy, walk you through our brand new Flex Talk at Home start page. Okay. So if you go to the page, you're going to see we have some topics for mom and dad. We've got some great things there, just working through marriage, budgeting, and then we have some great topics for parenting, like how to be a better parent. And then we also have topics for you and your children. So we break that down into the age range of for kids, for junior high, and for high school. And the whole goal at Flex Talk is we really want to empower meaningful conversations. So between you as the parents, as husband and wife, and then you with your kids. We believe the healthiest families are the ones who know how to talk about everything. That's why flextalk.org exists, and that's why this podcast exists. So this one is great for all of you couples out there. This is a marriage conversation all about conflict. Hope you enjoy. Hey, podcast listeners. I'm Tracy. And I am Brian. And today we're talking about five sayings for resolving conflict. Tracy, why is conflict important in marriage? Well, I know some people might be like, what? Conflict is important? Yep. Conflict is important Mm -hmm. because if we're willing to fight for something, that means we care about it. Yeah. In fact, the the three main principles whenever we do marriage mentoring are number one, love, number two, trust, and then number three, conflict. Right. Right. If you don't do conflict right, then then you're not going to have a healthy marriage or really any relationship because- What it, Tracy, when we meet with a couple and they one or both don't engage in conflict or they're not interested in engaging in conflict anymore, what is that a sign of for us? Yeah, it's just a sign that this is a couple that's moving further and further apart. Mm-hmm. Um, so conflict should be a part of your marriage. Now, right. there's a correct way to do conflict and there's a wrong way to do it. Yeah, But conflict should be, you should be willing to be passionate enough about your marriage to care, to be like, no, I don't like that. Or, you know, wanting to be understood or respected by your spouse. Mm -hmm. Like that shows that you care. Yeah. In fact, there, you know, probably a lot of our listeners have heard of the love languages, but they're also the, what we call the fight languages. Mm -hmm. Love languages are good things. Fight languages are bad things. There are three unhealthy ways to fight, right? Tracy, if we can remember, this is another bonus thing before we even get into it. Yeah, really, I wasn't as prepared for that. But let's do that. Just so, so number one is invalidation. Explain what invalidation is. Well, invalidation usually is third, by the way. Okay. Well, (laughs) here we go. Here's the fight. (laughs) Yeah. Do you want to have an argument about this? Let's go in order. (laughs) Okay. What's the first Escalation is the first. Well, and I know that well, because that's more who I am. Right. I tend to raise my voice and all, if I'm angry or upset, the home I was raised in meant if you raise your voice and you're yelling, that means I'm mad. So you better be listening to Mm -hmm. me. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, unfortunately, my fight language that's bad is I tend to escalate. Right. In fact, when we were first married, you would yell <laughs> and I would be like, why, why are you yelling at me right now? <laughs> it was so confusing to me because it's not really, not that, not that I didn't hear that in my home. It just wasn't really, yeah. that wasn't my, my fight language. We'll get to mine in a second. Right. So it was, it was funny in the first couple of years of our marriage, you, you were, you know, teachable enough to say, I don't know. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be yelling. But you I think you felt like you had to yell or I wasn't going to pay attention. Right. 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 And so some of that is me earning your trust that I was going to pay attention 
when you bring something up without yelling. Right. Which now, is now also, to, yeah, escalating also for some people, I mean, it can get really bad. I mean, people swearing and calling names to their spouse mm-hmm. when they're angry or throwing things yep. or getting physical. I mean, escalation right. can have a lot of a lot of pieces to it. It's not good. Yeah. Couples, if you're out there listening to this podcast, maybe pause right now and, and say which one of you two has a bigger problem with escalation. So mm-hmm. that's that's the first fight language. Okay, well, Tracy, in order, what's the second yeah, one? Yeah, see? Okay, withdraw. Yeah. Do you want to speak to that since that's your fight yeah, language? Yeah, that one was mine. So those of you who withdraw, you know, instead of engaging, you're just like, okay, I'm just going to let, I'm going to sweep this under the rug and just hopefully this will just go away. Mm-hmm. And that was definitely my fight language. I would withdraw. I wouldn't, you know, I'm a peacemaker. I'm a people pleaser. So I didn't really want to, I didn't want to deal with it. And and the problem, of course, with this, Tracy, and you helped me to understand this, is you don't, you don't ever actually solve any problems, right? right? If you just are always withdrawing. Well, but that was a bad combination for us too. So maybe a lot of couples out there, because yeah. I'm an escalator right. and you're withdrawing. Yep. So what does the escalator do? escalates more right okay now what do i need to do now i need to yell and throw right. something for you to understand i'm mad which gives me the withdrawal right m- you know more impetus to keep withdrawing right. you're running for the hills yeah yeah you know it's interesting so many couples do, do this deal with this and they don't because they don't give names to these things or they don't identify there might even be some people some couples listening to the podcast right now saying i've never even thought about right. this is totally us and one of the things we say to couples all the time is listen this is just a skill you know, love and trust, those are those are so fundamental, so foundational to who you are, to your identity. It's hard to teach someone how to love better if they don't have love in their heart. It's it's hard to teach someone how to, you know, in some cases how to, you know, respect someone enough to earn their trust. But but conflict resolution in many cases is just purely a skill. Right. Right. Like Yeah, you can you can learn to you, do it the right way yeah. for sure. Yeah, I, I would say you could learn how to fight right easier than you can learn about love and trust right and so that's why that's why we wanted to cover this in our podcast okay but you're you're trailing off here we got to finish our third okay. some people are sitting there with bated breath wondering what is the third fight language oh so now finally now you're yeah. gonna let me get to this one yeah okay the third one is invalidation which i was trying to do right there right that was bit. funny like you should have done that tracy you should have said you're such an idiot Right. I can't believe you I didn't remember, yeah. mm. right? Because that's what invalidation is. Does is it you, count if I thought that in my heart? Yes, it does. And so help 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 our listeners understand invalidation, Tracy, because I think to me this is the most insidious it of is. the three fight languages. Yeah. So explain that. Invalidation is just making your spouse feel like an idiot or inconsequential right. or their feelings don't matter or you're stupid or can you even hear yourself? You know, your line of reasoning is faulty and dumb. You're illogical. Just saying things that really go beyond just yelling at someone and saying, I'm mad at you. Mm -hmm. Like really kind of speaking to who they are as a person and saying, I don't respect you. It's bad. Really bad. Yeah, it's bad. I think it's it's I think it betrays the most evil. Yeah, it does. In a person's heart. Yeah. Because I think for someone to escalate because they don't they don't know any better or that's what they learned. You know, that's one thing. Or for someone to, to, to withdraw because that's what they learned or, yeah. you know, whatever. But I think people who invalidate, if you if you know someone, a couple where one where the husband or the wife invalidates the other, you've seen how ugly that is. And so, man, I really encourage if you're listening to this and, and you feel just a little tinge of conviction mm-hmm. in your heart 
pay attention to that because, you know, confess that, deal with that, get rid of that heart of invalidation toward your spouse. Because one of the things we believe in, of course, is that husband and wife should be one, that they should be on the same team, they should be shoulder, shoulder to shoulder, they should be working together in marriage, in parenting, in budgeting, and just all these things, right, that can bring up conflict, even with in-law situations, right, all mm -hmm. these situations that, that husbands and wives that see it as, hey, we're one, we're together on this, um, those, are the, those are the couples that really go the distance right. in their marriage. Yeah. Yeah. But, so today, what we want to do then in this particular episode is to talk about the, the right skills to be using in conflict. So we just talked about the things you don't want to do. These are the things you, you will want to do if you want to do conflict well. Because mm -hmm. conflict's going to happen. Anyone who's been married or in a relationship for any amount of time knows that. Conflict will happen. The question is, will you turn that into a strength and something that builds your relationship? Mm -hmm. Or is it going to be something that just slowly chips away? Right. So take some notes out there. If you're, if you're in the car right now, maybe wait until you're parked or until you get to work. Um, but you can find all this at flextalk.org. You can find this on our family page, uh, on our Flex Talk at home page. And it's the title of this one is five sayings for resolving conflict. And so we're going to we're going to explain the five sayings. And th these are r actual real life sayings that you can use today in your next conflict with your spouse. You, you can actually use this at work or anywhere. Yeah. Now, are we going to set it up by talking about our own conflict that we just had recently? Or do you want to do that after we talk about, um, you, you know, <laughs> you're a moron. Don't be an idiot. <laughs> See how I invalidated right there? <laughs> yes, I think we should do that. Because I think it's good for people to know we don't, first of all, we don't do this well every single time. Right, right. But I do feel like this conflict we were going to talk about, we did pretty good. We moved through it well. Do you want to talk about it? Listeners, do you care to know some of the issues that we have? This they is, probably don't care. No, but they don't care. This is pulling back the curtain a little bit. Okay, so here's what happened. No, wait. I think I should say here's what happened okay. since Look. I'm the one that was... Please help me understand. Hurt. Oh, you, good. Why don't you explain the situation? Yeah. So I have a birthday coming up. And a few weeks ago, Brian was like, hey, I've got to turn some dates in on some other speaking engagements I have. And so I just wanted you to know I took off the weekend of your birthday. And I was like, oh. That's cool. So I'm thinking to myself, internal dialogue. Wow, he might be planning a little trip for us. We've had kind of a long six months. We've had a lot of stuff going on. I thought, well, maybe he's taking me away somewhere. Sweet. So I don't think any more about it except that, how nice. He's actually planning something for my birthday. And the universe is thinking, watching this whole situation, this guy is a moron. Mm. If the universe knew what I was thinking, which was not that. Right. So what um, were you thinking, Brian? I, I still cannot say what I was thinking because <laughs> the, some of the events of your Friday night birthday oh. palooza oh. have not been revealed. Hmm. But I can say this much. I can say that I was not thinking that I was going to take you on this long weekend thing. Right. Like my like maybe my statement had. Led right. You to so, yeah, some of it was just kind of a misunderstanding. So here's what happens, though. Ladies and gentlemen, mm. the conflict arises finally this morning <laughs> when when the truth comes to light, when he's like, hey, so next weekend I'm going to 
go to this other state and do some networking with some people. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, on that birthday weekend. So he actually, ladies and gentlemen, was talking about taking that weekend off, not because he was thinking about planning something for me and my birthday, but because he's thinking I need to go and do some more work, which Mm -hmm. has always been Mm -hmm. a struggle in our marriage is balancing life, home life and work. Yeah. In fact, some of you men or women out there might say, okay, that I can relate to because maybe you don't prioritize properly or I know for me, sometimes I get so focused on work or what, or the next project or the next thing, the next big idea or money-making opportunity or whatever, that I, I think Tracy's with me because I'm doing it for the family, I'm doing it for the marriage, but it doesn't always come across like that. And, uh, and so for me, I, this morning, I had to pick up on the cues that, okay, I, I definitely made a mistake here. Well, the cue, I think, was when <laughs> I said... That was hurtful to me. Right. Which can I just say, I'm so grateful that you say that because I know a lot of spouses out there, maybe even some of you wives out there, you would just be passive aggressive about it. You would hold it in. You wouldn't communicate, which is one of the things, which is what we're trying to get at here. And then it would just, it would just add to the problem. Yeah. What I could have done is I could have just yelled at you and been like, you're such a jerk. I can't believe you're talking about a work trip. And I thought you were talking about planning some of my birthday and accused you of something, right. which then would have just put you on the defensive right away. Or, or you could have been just mean to me yeah. all day. Silent treatment. Silent, and I wouldn't know why. Right. But instead, right there over coffee, you just put it out there. Right. And, I just and, said, hey, listen, this was really hurtful, disappointing. I need you to know yeah. that I had planned this grand thing in my mind and to hear you now talk about a work trip just really falls on just makes me angry Mm -hmm. right okay so now so we talked about it so we used some of these skills Yeah, I was just looking at our list yeah we we, I don't think we used every one of these statements we definitely used a couple of these statements yeah but I, I would say every one of these five statements is helpful yes for anyone out there and I remember when when I first learned some of these statements years ago it felt a little cheesy. It yes. felt a little corny to use some of these statements in the midst of our conflict. Right. But I would say that any couples out there listening to this podcast together, like just look at each other, get over it, smile, laugh, say, let's do it. Let's right. use some of the, let's write some Give of these it a down. shot. Yeah. Like let's give each other permission to use these statements. And maybe, maybe it'll feel a little bit wooden or it'll feel a little bit forced at first or unnatural at first. But I think over time, if you use these statements or variations on these statements, um, I think you're going to get oh yeah, really good at communicating. Yeah. And then conflict right. won't be this thing that that's a week long endeavor. And then you finally find some resolution. I mean, a lot of couples don't find it ever. But right. So, yeah. So conflict doesn't have to be this scary monster that when it comes out, everyone's running scared because right. yeah. who knows what's going to happen this time. So, yeah. So the first thing, like what you what you did well this morning is I as I expressed my frustration and disappointment as I realized. Which, by the way, even even is ahead of any of these conflict. So these five statements to help you with resolving conflict, assume that the conflict is on the table. Right. It's out there. So let me just remind everybody listening that the way Tracy said it this morning over coffee was helpful because she put it out there in a in a loving not finger well, I didn't accuse you you didn't accuse me you didn't finger point and I think we've built enough trust in our relationship that this 
this is how we do conflict now. And you just, you felt free right. to say what hurt you. you. You know, it didn't, it, you weren't overreacting to anything. I, it, it didn't sound like you were asking for a divorce. Like we, mm-hmm. you know, we, for us, we like so many couples, I remember a couple of years ago who said, anytime we have a conflict, I feel like we're about ready to get a divorce. Mm-hmm. Right. And so the husband in this case, if you remember who I'm talking about, Trace, he was, he was like, no, that's not, I just want to have healthy, a healthy right. relationship. So it was actually the wife in this case that had to learn that every time you sit down and have a, a conflict resolution conversation is it's actually a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Right. Like yeah. you don't have to get sweaty palms and, right. and worried about the future of your marriage. It's actually going to help the future. Of your right. Marriage. Right. So, okay. So let's say that someone says there's a situation. Let's, could we talk about this situation, which is what you did this morning. Mm-hmm. So now when that happens, the first of five steps, okay, and we're going to give, what we'll do here is we'll give the keyword and then we'll give the phrase that you can use. Okay. So the, I'll, I'll, let me just go over the five keywords real quick, Trace. Listen, restate, ask, apologize, restore. Mm-hmm. Okay. So those are our five keywords. I'll say it again. Listen, restate, ask, apologize, restore. Mm-hmm. So Tracy, why don't you explain this first one? Okay, so listen is just, I mean, anyone's heard active listening. An active listener is, as as I was expressing myself, I felt like I could see that you were actually listening and asking some follow-up questions. And then you would say something like, please help me understand. Or I want to make sure I understand what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And so you can repeat it back. Yeah. Right. So listening is important in conflict, because if I'm expressing a grievance, you can't then be at the same time expressing your grievance. Or I can't at the same time be checking my phone. Right. Or not listening. Yeah. Because I'll because I'll be honest, you know, this morning when we and maybe some of you out there listening understand this this morning when we it was just a regular routine conversation. I thought I'm having coffee. She's having coffee. We're just catching up in the morning before a day starts and then I re- it dawns on me that we're actually having a potential conflict situation well because I said well no I know but what I, what I'm saying what I'm trying to say is I could have and I've done this before I could have not chosen to not really engage in that right or given maybe given half of my attention which again I'm not trying to be a hero here I do that all the time and you have to call me out on that hey I need you to be engaged mm-hmm. I need you to be present for this so some of you out there could be the husband, it could, could be the wife, it could be both. Some of you on this first point need to understand that this is talking about just being present and listening and right. hearing the other person's Yeah, heart. wanting to know what their perspective is. Yes. And then the second one of restating is, is similar to the listening. It's just being able to say then after you feel like you've gathered all the information, you've been listening, yeah. then you give a restatement like, so this is what I'm hearing you say. You were upset that I planned a work trip and mm-hmm. you thought I was planning a weekend getaway. Right. And then I was able to say, yes, that is what I'm saying. That is what upset me. Which, by the way, I didn't do this morning. I'm, I'm, you, missed, I'm, you missed that part. I missed this step, but it would have been helpful because what, it, what you're doing is you're giving the other person the opportunity. Well, first of all, you're still focused on the other person's perspective. I think that's important. Because I think a lot of couples at this point, you know, somebody says, here's the problem. And the first thing you want to do is a rebuttal. No, here's what I think the problem right. is. Right. Right. 
well, you did this or you did that and now you're in an argument. Right. So the focus on step one is on the other person. On step two is still on the other person. Right. And so what you're saying is, here's what I hear you saying. Right. Demonstrating that you heard your spouse and their grievance and that you understand it. And if you don't fully understand it, then you would go to the next step of asking, is that what you're saying? Right. Or do I, did I get all of it or am I missing something? And then that invites your spouse to say, well, in addition, this, or I feel like, you know, for, if I would have said maybe, Yes, because I feel like this is an ongoing issue in our marriage, that you're choosing work over me. Yeah, so really, if, you, if you're thinking about these first three steps, if you get to step three and you ask, is that what you're saying? And if your spouse says, no, mm-hmm. not exactly. Then or, you got to go back. Then you go back. And then you go back to listen. Right, you, go you got to start over. Okay. Forget about step four. It's not about getting through these, right? <laughs> yeah, you got to get it till you get on the same page with your spouse. Because as we started, like what you said, a healthy marriage is that you want the best for the other person and you want to bring out the best in the other person, mm-hmm. that you're a team, that you're in this together. So who wants to be in a relationship with someone if they don't care about your perspective right. or don't listen to you? Yep. So when you're in a conflict situation, you definitely want to stay in those first three steps until you understand exactly the message your spouse is giving you about what's upset them or angered them. And then you can move to the fourth step, which is where you then, as the listener, take some responsibility to say, I'm really sorry. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry I didn't. You know, like what you said to me this morning is, I am so sorry. I can see how you, by how I said that, like, hey, just so you know, I took off your birthday weekend. I can totally see how you right. thought that that might have meant a special getaway for us. And I'm so sorry that my mind was thinking, well, no, it, it meant I had the freedom to go do this other networking I need to do. Mm-hmm. And I believed you. Right. Because I meant it. Yeah. By the way. But I think for everybody, you know, I, I admit it's hard for, you know, I would say, Tracy, you you modeled for me how to say I sorry, I'm sorry years ago. I didn't I didn't really see a lot of that in my own life. You know, I wasn't a part of my vocabulary. Mm-hmm. It's, it doesn't flow off my lips very easily. I wonder if some of the other men and women, husbands and wives listening could could admit that as well. You know, some of you maybe are a little bit better at apologizing than others. And, and I think, let me just say something to the, to the spouse who is not as good at it, because that's me. I would say you've got to learn to do it. Because if, the, if your spouse is the one who's always apologizing because they're humble enough to do it, then that's kind of a, it's almost a form of invalidation, mm-hmm. Tracy. Yeah. It's almost a form of even maybe passive aggression, like you're always making the other. Right. There's no marriage where the you're wife's never are, wrong. Right, where you're right. never wrong. So learn how to say, I'm sorry. And if your spouse is good at it, don't make him or her always be the one doing it. Right. And so this was was an opportunity. Yeah. And in fact, for us this morning, we kind of had a conversation and then it kind of got interrupted. And then I went on to do something else. And you made a point to come back and found me before you left for work to say, hey, I, I really want you to know I'm really sorry for that misunderstanding. Now, it wasn't like... You were saying, yep, I totally failed. I mean, it, w- it was just a misunderstanding in this mm-hmm. situation. You didn't mean to, 
disappoint me. You didn't mean to not meet my expectations. That's a little more than a misunderstanding because, again, in my one-track-mindedness, I don't always consider you. Yeah. So, it, I mean, thank you. I appreciate you giving me the little grace there, but it's definitely more than a misunderstanding. Okay. I'm kind of a selfish jerk, which most yeah. people are. Yeah, right. Yeah, so then the next part, which I think we're still working on, is the restore. And the restore is saying, in the future, I'm going to be better about this. You know, next time I'm going to, when I come to you and say, you know, hey, I'm taking the weekend off, I'm going to make sure that I say that in a conversation so we're clear. <laughs> like, I'm taking this weekend off because I need to go do this other networking thing. Because, mm -hmm. you know, the conflict wouldn't have happened had a few weeks ago when you made that statement, you clarified what exactly you meant by that. Because mm -hmm. I then had a couple of weeks where I was like, oh, I wonder where he's planning. I had a couple of ideas oh, and it was none of that. And here, and here I am just thinking about my trip. Right. Just, hmm, who's my next? What a moron. Yeah. I'm mm. the moron now. Yeah. I'm invalidating myself. Right. This is horrible. No, it's okay, dear. Oh, thank you. So, so the restore piece is important because in a healthy conflict, after you go through all of that conversation, then you get to a plan. Like, how are we going to do it differently next time? How are we learning from this? And how are we going to do it differently in the future? Can we go back to one of our early conflicts when we first got married 20 some years, 20 Gee. years ago? Okay. Do you remember in our first year of marriage, Trace, that I feel like in the first few months you were, you used the word pattern. Yes, you, like, you say this all the time. I said, don't remember this, but Brian, I'm afraid this is going to be a pattern. <laughs> and you know, you were so good at conflict resolution. <sighs> I was new to this, and I do. This is this restore thing is what made me think of it. Is you know, in our first year of marriage, when I said in the future I will, I promise you, I'm I'm not going to be like this. I'm not a jerk. Like right, like let's not overreact to this thing that I just did. Yeah, that maybe you had some baggage with some other relationships or whatever. And, and the, I just distinctly remember 20 years ago thinking, I, like, there's no, there's no built up trust here. Mm -hmm. It's so hard to say in the future I will dot, dot, dot when you've never really proven yourself. Right. And it's in just how much easier it is today because we've, you know, that second, that second principle, we've earned e enough trust over the years. That now when I say something like that or when you say something like that to me, that actually is something we both believe. Right. Yeah. And I know probably some couples out there, sadly, would say, no, I, I, I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could believe that statement. Well, but see, that's the key that as you work on conflict and as you guys both show a willingness to do it this way, you know, try to do it a right way in a systematic way you'll build some trust and then over time you'll see that you'll get to that place where you can say, you know what, I, I do believe your heart is for my good and to help me and to not hurt me. But it's going to take some time and concerted effort and being intentional in trying to do conflict in a healthy way and not by your old patterns that come easy and more naturally. Okay, so Tracy, let's do this. Let's, let's spend a little time. Let's finish this podcast with some questions from the talk about it section. So again, if you're listening to this and, and you say, man, I want to have this conversation with my spouse or with my with a, maybe a couple small group that you're a part of, 
Find it at flextalk.org. The title is Five Sayings for Resolving Conflict. So you can just search for that. And uh, and here are some some we're just going to hit a few of these questions, Tracy, because I'm we'll do, we're going to do a speed round here, because I want to I want to hear how you would answer some of these questions. Okay. Um, question four: What are some ways to actively show that you are listening when your spouse is speaking? Okay. What would you say? Eye contact. Okay. Body language, like leaning in, um and nodding you know showing signs like i'm tracking with you yeah it's good you know because probably some some husbands out there i'm just gonna throw some hundred husbands under the bus they would they would say i don't really know i i, I never maybe learned those people skills right well i would say how do you act around your boss or somebody that has the power mm. to fire you and if they're talking to you what are you doing yeah Use those skills, even if you're not necessarily always listening. Yeah, it's good because it's easy to take your spouse for granted. Yeah. yeah, like give respect that you would give to a coworker or a boss. Why wouldn't you want to give that to your spouse? It's brilliant. Question five. Why is it important to ask for clarity? Step three, when you're trying to resolve conflict, what, what's going to happen if you don't ask for clarity? Well, then then you're just going to have a miss. It's still going to be a misunderstanding or your spouse is going to be like, no, you, you don't get me. You're not hearing me. You don't understand me. And so you might walk away thinking, oh, I got it. But then what you what you decide upon as your restore, like in the future, it kind of falls on shallow ground if it's not really addressing the things your spouse wanted. So make sure you understand. Yeah, truly make sure you understand. Okay, one more question for the expert. Question seven, Trace. What would you say is a real heart behind the statement, in the future, I will do this? Well, to me, I think teachability is a beautiful um, characteristic. I like to be around people who are teachable, mm -hmm. that don't just act like they always know. Um, they have nothing new to learn. They're just too smart for everyone. So to me, when you say something like in the future, it shows that you're teachable, that you're willing to do something a different way because of what that speaks to me. And it shows that you're taking ownership, that you're saying, you know what, I need to take ownership of my actions and in the future, I'm gonna choose to do it this way. Yeah, that's good. What, one of the things we believe is that teachability is the engine that will move your marriage forward into the future. You need love, you need trust, you need to build those things. You need to learn how to do conflict right. You need to learn the skills of conflict resolution and communication. But before any of that, if you are not a teachable person, a humble, teachable person, then your marriage is going to suffer. Yeah. I, a lot of young men you know, are dating and they say, what's the number one thing I should look for in a spouse? And that's usually my answer. You know, it's always top three. Teachable. See if they're teachable. And because it, because if you don't have that humility, that teachability, boy, you are in for it in mm -hmm, life. Mm -hmm. Isn't that true? Yep. All right, some of the related topics, if you go online to Flex Talk, three related topics I'll just mention here. Um, our Marriage Basics topic, which is Marriage Basics is our three-week series um, on marriage. It's a great one to start with. If you've never done that series at Flex Talk, go check that out uh, at our homepage. And then also uh, a topic called learn how to really listen to your spouse. That's a great follow-up topic and four tips for fighting fair. So Tracy, any last words for couples who are listening who want to get better at resolving conflict? Yeah, don't be afraid of it. 
and work to be intentional in how you communicate through conflict and you will see that your marriage can grow stronger and conflict isn't something to fear.